designed to give you a little bit of biblical truth to consider as you go through your busy day. Today, I'd like to talk to you about what's inspired and what's not inspired in your Bible. First of all, what do we mean when we say that the Bible is inspired? Well, let's use 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, the classic verses describing inspiration as our starting point. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is inspired by or breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Inspiration means that God spoke his word and holy men of God wrote down what God said. In the evocative phrase of the ESV, God breathed out the scripture, meaning that the scripture comes from the heart of God, from the deepest part of his being. Because scripture comes from God, it's without error in the original manuscripts, and that means that it's always true. And that's why verse 16 goes on to tell us that scripture is useful. We can teach it. We can reprimand those who are telling falsehoods by confronting them with the truth of scripture. We can correct wrong thinking with it, when we can use it to train others and ourselves in right living, living that pleases God and is helpful to man. Now, the result, verse 17 tells us, is that when we've been trained, we ourselves, and when others have been trained with Scripture's truth, then we'll be ready to do everything God calls us to do in service to Him and others. Scripture's inspiration makes all these things possible. So all scripture is inspired, but, and this may be shocking to some, not everything in your Bible is inspired. I recently learned that some people are confused about this. We were in a Bible study, and I made a statement that a certain passage didn't deal with a specific topic. There was an awkward pause before one of the students timidly asked, Are you telling us that our Bible is wrong? Well, I wasn't saying that at all. But the confusion resulted from the fact that this dear saint had a paragraph title in that section of her Bible that said that that section addressed the specific topic that I had just said it didn't address. And I had never thought about this before, but it it dawned on me that many saints, people who love the Lord and trust their Bibles, many saints take preachers like me quite literally when we hold up our Bible and say, This is God's word from cover to cover. I believe everything between the two covers. But when that happens, the preacher's natural gift for hyperbole has just sent some folks spinning off in a wrong direction. So let me mention a few things in your Bible and mine that are not inspired. If you and I could take a peek into one of the original manuscripts of the New Testament, let's say the book of John, It would look very different than what we see when we open our modern Bibles. It would be in a different language, of course, but there are more differences than that. For one thing, as we look down the page, we wouldn't find any numbered verses, and we wouldn't find any capitalization. Everything in the text would either be lowercase or uppercase, everything. And then, too, we wouldn't see any spaces between words or sentences. Everything just runs together in these manuscripts. And there would be no paragraphs. 
there would be no pericopes. That's a, a section with several paragraphs grouped together by content. And of course, there would be no titles over those sections in bold type, identifying the subject of the section. We wouldn't find any cross-references. There are no maps. And we wouldn't find any notes explaining the meaning of the text. And finally, none of the verses would be printed in red ink, not a single one. Now, in our modern Bibles, we do find these things, but let's be clear. Those things are not inspired. They've been put in there by translators or Bible publishers for two reasons, so far as I can tell. One reason is to be helpful. They want the Bible you purchase to be as easy to understand as possible. So they add these helps, they call them. And the motive is altogether good. But those helps for the work of man, not the work of the Holy Spirit of God. And sometimes they're just plain wrong. The second reason that these helps are added is demonstrated by the red letters in our Bibles. Why do some Bibles print the words of our Lord in red ink and others don't? Well, the answer is that printing those verses in red ink sells more Bibles. It's marketing. Now, I have no problem with that. The people who translate scripture and print Bibles have to make a living too. And if their clever marketing gets more people to pick up and read their Bibles with a little more understanding, well, so much the better. The point isn't that these things are evil. They're not evil. It's that these things, helpful though they may be, are not inspired. They are human, not divine in origin. Now, it's important for us to say this in a day when so many Christians are getting most of their doctrinal instruction, not from their pulpits, but from their study Bible notes. The publication of study Bibles in our day has exploded. There seems to be a study Bible for every taste, preference, and occasion. And we should be grateful that we live in a time when so many good helps are available. But don't mistake them for more than just helps. The text of Scripture is inspired, but the helps are not. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that we live in a time when so many good helps are available to us to encourage us in the study of your word. But more than this, thank you for your word itself. It's your word that brings us everything we need for life and godliness. Help us to be good students of your book, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today for Let's Talk. Remember, your Bible has everything you need for life and godliness in its text. <music>